Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement, or offer by Draper Goran Holm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. Eddie wants to slap the bag. So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. (laughs) Wow, that was heavy. Boom. (laughs) We are live. Welcome back. Uh, uh, Okay, before before I jump in, blockchain and booze number 88. 88 straight weeks of of blockchain and booze uh, streaming uh, live on Lunar Crush. And thank you to Blockchain Radio for sharing it as well. Um, That's Oh, I was going to say that's the extent of my homework. But one last thing. If you're watching this on Twitter and everywhere else and you're watching live, go to meet.blockchainbooze.io. You can ask questions live. You can hang out with the crew that is uh, backstage in the general chat. I am watching everyone yell boom and tell me where you're uh, joining from. Hey, Sailor Gary um, and everyone else. Thank you. Mike Shinoda is back. Mike, thank you for joining us again. You're, you're now a, a regular. I'm going to have to start calling you as a wingman when, when other guests come on. Uh, this is great. Thank you for joining. Yeah, happy to be back, man. It's a, uh, it's an ex- I feel like there was a big like evolution. I mean, there's a big evolution for me personally as an as a artist participating in the space, but also just like there's just always so much going on. It's it's crazy. Like I haven't been going to in-person conferences quite yet, but I've been getting everything together and I've been tangentially dealing with it. And we had LA Blockchain Summit, LA Blockchain Summit a few weeks ago. We literally had a million streams of a blockchain conference over three days. And that's not including the replays of the stuff. That was just over the three days. It's crazy. And now I'm actually organizing for everyone watching, actually, Blockchain Moves Live for when I go to, I'm going to go speak at BTC Miami in January, and I'm going to be there on a Tuesday. And it's the first time I'm like traveling since we launched Blockchain and Booze. So I got to, I was like, do I go in my hotel room and just do this? Or do we find <laughs> a venue and do like a live version? I think we're Dude, I've done, version. I've done, yeah. uh, you know, streams, I've done YouTube videos, I've done songs in planes, trains, and automobiles. I remember I have a really like this is very a weird story, but it's very short. I was 
Um, usually on a plane, I will like make demo. I'll make like beats and like demo up little ideas. It's it, I kill the time on a plane yeah. so so fast or so so easily. Um, doing that, it's just my laptop and sometimes maybe another little unit that plugs into it. My headphones and I was on an international flight. I was on like a maybe a eleven or twelve hour flight, and I didn't sleep very much. I made a lot. I made a lot of music on that flight. Just was in the vibe and was like making cool stuff and tried to fall. I slept for a little bit, but like woke up and just felt like making more. So I was on my computer doing it the whole time. And I'm, I get up, um, and well, you know, plane lands and stuff. I got up, and while I was like standing there, like waiting for um, things to start moving, the guy behind me goes, "Hey, man, did you make some cool stuff when you were?" Uh, sitting there on the plane and he he said I think I don't know I think he said like like look like you were pretty busy and I turn around and it was Lionel Richie no way like sitting time. behind me watching me do this and he's like yeah he's like man I don't I think you didn't even sleep the whole flight That's awesome <laughs> I was almost embarrassed I was just like what do I do like I don't, I don't want to like tell him, like explain myself to him at all. I was like, yeah, man, like I, I was just in the vibe and had like, I was making some cool stuff and I'm sure you know how that feels. And he's like, I certainly do. And that was it. That's awesome. That's so good. <laughs> it's so you cool. Have, you should have just shot, you know, been like, hey, I'll, I'll shoot you something. Maybe you could lay a track on there. I know, right? Let me just airdrop you this little, this little beat real quick. That's, that's awesome. That's so cool. But you know, I feel like that would actually be a little bit of torture. If you could see somebody's computer screen, you see things going on and not be able to hear it. I'd just be like sitting back there going like, just, just take off the headphones, play it. (laughs) Can you imagine if I had noticed halfway through the flight that he was behind me, like looking at it, I'd be so self-conscious. First of all, I'd be (laughs) self-conscious, but then also like, I'm imagining like I'm doing a thing. I'm like working on something and doing a thing. And I just hear outside of my headphones, just hear like, no, don't do that. What are you doing? <laughs> like, oh. How much, yeah, how much worse could it be if he actually could hear, right? Like he's right. looking. There's no chance he actually knows. It's just sound waves, if that, yeah. right? And yeah. Like, what is it? It's just so, so cool. That's funny, man. But it's also yeah, it's like, a good moment. it's, it's, it's wild though that you can you can do that nowadays too you know like i don't know without having actual instruments plugged in you could be using your laptop you could create some demos you could do some fun stuff it's it's kind of you know i don't know it's like the music version probably of artists now do everything digitally uh, i mean it is an yeah I, I mean look, look we've been uh, we've been I, i've been making music since like I think I got my real, my first like production gear sometime in the nineties. So, um, lived through the, like, you know, our first album came out when CDs were still the primary way that, that artists really made money. And we lived through the whole, we, you know, made albums and toured through the whole, um, advent of like things like Napster and, and into all of the others, you know, social media becoming so prominent. Um, in the beginning, when when we were starting our second album, we needed a, a computer rig the size. Like, first of all, we were one of the early, one of the first wave of bands that really made music digitally, or like the digital recording software was starting to become prevalent on laptops. 
And, I mean, uh, you know, I mean in the beginning it was computers, but then it was eventually 90s, laptops. Late 90s, early 2000s, you needed like a hardcore desktop and then there would be like- Yeah, the, well before the then, computer. like bef before our generation, like before our era, they were, you had to go to a studio and record. And then all of a sudden the stuff became, you could put it on your computer at home. And the very first time we took recording stuff out on the road, the computer, it was during our first album cycle and touring cycle on hybrid theory. And the recording rig that we had on the road, the computer was the size, the computer and the setup was the size of a refrigerator. And by, I want to say, maybe about like 15, maybe 15 years later, I had done things on my phone that ended up on the album. So, That's you know, and I feel like, like talking to, you know, in, in the context of this conversation, like it, things just, things do move so fast and snowball. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so, you forget how, like hard it is in the beginning <clears throat> to do certain things to like have an idea and want to like cobble together a project for people to hear or see or consume or whatever and at a certain point in time later it's like it's so easy that you can't imagine how hard it used to be and we're certainly with the blockchain um technologies like i was just talking to people today about the idea of how that's going to change um, music creation, how it's going to change, you know, the artist fan relationship and how people participate in like model. being a band. Like you're going to see people like basically using some version of this technology. I, I really believe that you're going to see people crowdfund their entire startup of their career just between themselves and the fans who believe in what they're about to do. They're going to start, they're going to start there with it and maybe it'll be, you know, investment into the whole artist, maybe it'll be investment into project by project or a piece of a project, but whatever it is, I, I do believe that it'll be like, it'll be a matter of months probably before that starts really happening. And, and it's very, it's a very exciting it's, time. I think it's, it's crazy exciting. There's going to be some, it, it's like we're in this in-between phase, but we're closer to the easy version than the hard version. <laughs> I, yeah. I think we, what we do, we'll hit, we'll, we'll uh, I'm going to ask you in a second about your uh, NFT drop in a second, but talking about Tezos <laughs> NFTs for a second, I uh, jokingly kind of, because I wanted, I, I was like the, I was like the uh, super annoying person on a YouTube video who screams first um, uh, in the comments. But mm. when I, when I first learned how to do a Tezos NFT in the command line interface before the launch of, uh, of, of Hen or Calamint or, or any of that, I, yeah. um, I, uh, uh, I minted the first Tezos music video NFT, which was really sad. Me playing my acoustic guitar, making some stupid joke. And um, just because I wanted to yell first, right? I was that guy. But I needed to literally like use the command line interface and figure out how to connect to mainnet and do all these things and just go through this tutorial, you know, that um, that one of the groups put together. And 
Now cut to today, there's multiple Tezos NFT platforms that make it easy. There's a bunch of developers that know how to do it. I know you're doing it sort of outside of, uh, uh, I think, outside of a um, uh, outside of one of the main platforms, but with the help of, of some of our buddies. But um, but anyway, it's it's and then let's say six months from now, there's going to be like on Ethereum and some of the other places like point and click like. When we did, by the way, I, I'm looking at this on the side. I have to throw this up. Check out. Yeah, um, there, there he Ford is. Shinoda. <laughs> <laughs> the, head to toe, the head to toe board Shinoda. That's right. With a full body. by Body by Reaper, by the way. Reaper um, did it for, uh, for the Boring Stone NFT drop. But when we did the Boring Stone drop, um, there was a platform called Moonwalk. We had them on uh, Blockchain and Booze in the past that helps you do those generative drops on Ethereum. On Tezos, it's not quite there yet. You got to do a lot more coding and, and all that. But I think it's a much more uh, interesting platform in that you'll be able to do a lot more things on Tezos that you can't do on Ethereum quite yet. Um, but, but tell us about the drop. I want to, I want to hear about it. Oh, yeah. We'll go from my, my ape, yeah. by the, by the way, thus I, I, I had pulled up some of my, my collection, uh, just to like, cause I always get asked about stuff like that. And I always like have to pull up a window of like, to just remind me of all the cool stuff that's out there. There's an overwhelming amount of cool stuff on both on ethereum on tezza and, and yeah. other and other places but um you know i was, i think it was like when the board apes came out i was like huh that's really cool like i like i like that and it's i have a background in illustration before the band i was always gonna i always you know had planned to be an, an illustrator i went to school i have a bachelor's degree in illustration from art center college of design and um so a project like the apes really spoke to me and i i then you know i promptly said oh, they're how much and like was like that's way too much that's that's got to be yeah. like a top this can't they can't be going they can't go up from there they proceeded to go up and up and up and up and eventually when i did jump in um i i, I my first like like you know, pro, uh, purchase I was really excited about was was ape. Uh, it's twenty two ninety nine. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that those moments, like watching some of that happen, I in the early part of this year, I kind of dabbled a little bit, and then it got very frothy, so I stepped out, kind of tried to stay away from things a bit um, because it was getting there were too many influencers, too many musicians, yeah. and whatever, and I just didn't want to get mixed up in it. And I understand how why they were excited. I was excited too. Um, it's, there was there was something about it. Like I was being, uh, and I'll, I'll share this one uh, uh, too. This is this is my full body punk ape strong uh, that Reaper did. One of the poses. Uh, this is the. There's another pose, but he did this second pose. We we copied a uh, a Rolling Stone cover of some country singer. Pose <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, but but I got you know. Jason, uh, who, who's the hustle house on Twitter, uh, Jason, the ape, this is, this is his ape. I have them all, uh, handy here. So, you know, he's, he, you know, he's, he's this guy in real life too. Right. But he would Love call it. me and he'd become my friend. Cause I met him a few years ago at our blockchain conference in 2016 or so. And he got back into crypto and we're talking and he's like, you got to get an ape, you got to get an ape. And I'm seeing it at one ETH and two ETH and three ETH. And I'm like, 
this is crazy. This is cool. Like, I love the community. It's really cool. And eventually I was like, I got to join this club. And I thought it was the craziest thing I ever did. By yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt too. So yeah. what I learned from that journey though, is I, I, I tried to be very like intentional about separating the parts that I liked that the parts that I liked and didn't like that were specific to me and the parts I liked and didn't like that were that that would be specific to a fan of my artwork and music. And I wanted to make something that just played with some of the my favorite bits, right? So my drop, um, by the way, shout out to Bobby Hundreds from um, uh, the Hundreds and Adam Bomb Squad. Um, because Bobby was one of the first people who was like, dude, why are you like dragging your feet? Like, this is made for you. You're made for this. Like you have to do a drop. It doesn't matter. Like it, you'd be silly to not do a drop. And I started really thinking about it and I was like, okay, if I do this, it's gotta be a music focused drop. Like that's gotta be, it lives and dies by the music that it is. And what can I do using the current technology that's not that people aren't doing and that would be fun for my fans and accessible for fans. Um, and then pair it with the most exciting things that like that kick you get, like anybody who's bought NFTs knows there's like the little moments in the process where you get a jolt of adrenaline yeah. and like the like magic. It's like yeah, Disney. Magic. Too, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah. It's so that's what I, I try to combine those things. So my drop is called ziggurats. Um, it's a, I'm calling it a generative mixtape, but it's less than seven minutes long. So when I was growing up, mixtapes meant they, they were hip hop mixtapes on cassette. And what a mixtape really was, it was like rappers, like trading verses over different beats. And it really wasn't about hooks. Nobody gave a shit about hooks. It's like even Wu-Tang songs is just like rapper after rapper over the beat. So I wanted to make something like that using basically pieces of music that that I had already made and that I would make and put together a generative mixtape where uh, for all 5,000 of the pieces, each one is unique and <clears throat> the, the vocal is the same on all of them, but the music is unique in each one. Oh. In addition, the artwork is PFP style illustrations um, and all of those are unique and the, those also are organized in a rarity system. So when you get yours, here's what will happen. They're on Tezos. I chose Tezos because it's a green, it's known as a green NFT. Um, it has like two, it's 2 million times more efficient, 2 million times less bad for the environment than Ethereum. Um, I wanted to keep the price point at something that seemed reasonable for the fans. So it's going to be 15 Tez. And when they buy it, they're going to go to ziggurats.xyz. They'll uh, whitelist happens on happens tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific time, and they can. And we, we're allowing one whitelist. Uh, excuse me, one mint per whitelist. So if you've been whitelisted, if you already owned a Mike Shinoda NFT uh, as of like Ooh. 10 days ago or something, you are you're whitelisted. <clears throat> so then. What's that? <laughs> I said I'm on the whitelist. Yes. You're on the whitelist. You're on the whitelist. So you can go tomorrow at 10 a.m. PST, and for 15 Tez, you can get one of the one of the ziggurats. Nice. Um, the following day, Thursday, 10 a.m., 15 Tez each. 
maximum three mints per wallet. That's the public sale. And we expect them to go pretty quickly. Like we've got, I think we've got over 1,300 people on the white list, 1,300 wallets on the white list. Um, so the remainder, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, fingers crossed they go quickly. Um, and then you'll have to go to object.com or whatever else to, to um, yeah. get one on secondary. That's, that's really Oh, cool. but I forgot to mention this, the magic. Yeah. You know, that feeling like for people who, who have already experienced this, they know what's happening next. But for people who haven't, um, when you get it, you get a placeholder image and that's your pack of baseball cards that hasn't been opened. So then uh, hopefully as quick as we can, like at, as soon as they've all sold out, we're going to try and do reveal immediately on on Thursday or Friday, uh, hopefully right. on Thursday. Um, and you'll, you'll see what you've got. And um, we've got five, I, I did five, ultra rares that are just designed from scratch the artwork is designed from scratch the rest of them are built from layers that's awesome is there um and the music so is the music also a layered thing that's that's randomized yeah so the music is made so from same, like uh, the same speed of beats because you said the lyrics are the same right what's nice about hip-hop is that you can really do as long as you've kind of got the same groove you can put your rap verse over any beat so I made uh, plenty of layers of, of drums and percussion and music. And um, I worked on the drop with um, Dylan Reed from Nervous um, and Code Crafting, who's a legend in the Tezos space. Yeah, uh, kind of like Code, Code is like one of the forefathers of Tezos. Um, and Definitely in the NFT world. He's, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, he's a, he's legit. So very blessed, very, very lucky to have those guys on board. Um, and you know, we, we, we tightened some screws this week, got it ready for, for the masses. We are still like tweaking a couple things as we get ready for this There's launch, always, but, yeah. um, they're all going to be live for the public on Thursday. And then by the way, like, like for people that aren't into NFTs or whatever, or just, you know, average listeners, you want to just listen to it on spotify apple youtube whatever um it'll be available a version of the of the mixtape again seven minutes long will be available on um those things on friday that's really awesome is there um <laughs> you know what's really funny is like i wonder you know you you made a version you know which version is going to go to spotify and all that stuff but what if all you know layers wise ever you find out that like number 1475 is actually the coolest sounding one you know uh, you might <laughs> i made sure that the one that goes to spotify and, and apple and all that is is unique so it's not gonna it's not gonna match up or infringe on anybody's uh anybody's special collect collectible um is, oh and by the way i mean just yeah. you know it should be said i'm not i'm not uh assigning uh commercial usage rights to any of my stuff for this drop it's going to be these are collectibles so you're not you know buying it and going to get to use them in your you know movie or your make yeah. t a t-shirt line out of it that's not that's not part of the equation here this is a collectible you have a one of five thousand unique thing you know it's a one yeah. of comic book you have you don't uh, own the the rights to batman but you own right uh, exactly you buy a mickey mouse shirt you don't own mickey mouse yeah that's that's cool it's a you know i think that uh the i, I mean I, I i love it it's cool because i've 
people have been talking about sort of music NFTs. Nobody's done it like that yet in a way that I've seen is, is meaningful. And I'm excited. And I love, I, I really actually love that there's the like static part. Not It's not static, but like the, the, the vocal uh, track that everyone has, but everyone's beat and music is, is different, unique, and it's tied to a different, unique piece of art. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Is it, is it um, rendered as a video or is it sort of an art and then a separate um, audio file? Yeah, it's going to be um, to mine. I'm, I'm 99% sure this is correct. <laughs> um, I know that we're not doing video. Uh, it's, it's a, it's a audio file and a, and a, and a JPEG. And I was actually my an earlier iteration of this was to do video, excuse me, but it we're not ready for all that. The the no, network no. itself and the and the yeah. like even even the um like I imagine the part that 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 stopped me from doing that was imagining a person who hadn't bought one yet on secondary and was shopping going through five thousand video files to find the one yeah. that they connected with and and it's very it's clunky i yeah. didn't like that idea yeah I, I also think that yeah you're right that the um the idea oh somebody said my volume is low um i'll try to hit that up does everybody else say that too let's see um but anyway I, i'll lean in um i got my mic right here so the um you know the the sort of idea and the way that uh, that things uh, work, right? So one of the beauties of, uh, or one of the beautiful things about most of the, the Tezos platforms um, are that they all host the images on IPFS. They try to do it in a, in a sort of immutable and, and way. And IPFS has, has its limitations in terms of, of quality and um, uh, not exactly quality, but it's more like performance in terms of, uh, of you know, speed, right? If everything is being being uh, hosted on all this decentralized network, you're not going to get the the streaming quality of of Netflix, right? And so, if you have these high quality videos, they'll also load slowly, and the user experience will suffer greatly. And or if you want them to load faster, you have to degrade the quality of them. Yeah. And a JPEG of the same quality, but sort of streaming for eight minutes long would be a huge file, um, even if it's not moving much. And then you'll end up degrading the quality of that and the, the audio, and that's not cool either. Um, yeah, I mean, as they are um, without, I'm actually pulling up this, this folder of, the, of some of the test um, files. As they are, just the audio alone, uh, which is MP3, is six and a half megabytes. Yeah. So it's like, I yeah. You want the experience of browsing them and like finding the thing that connect you connect with. I mean, there's something like kind of like, you know how like this is gonna get really weird. Okay, I'm gonna say a really weird thing right now. You know how like you hear about in in there's like a tribal tribalist um connection to different like animals in some tribes or like different ideas like people get there in like indigenous some indigenous communities like people get do like a ceremony and they connect with a uh, a specific spirit animal right like there's like i feel i personally feel like a version of that sometimes when i'm shopping 
when I'm looking at a collection and I'm like looking for the one that I want to buy. Yeah. Like oh, if it's, a, if you're just looking for a super rare one, then you've got like a limited, you know, handful, <laughs> but the ape, yeah, that's a good example. Sure. Like I, I was like, you know how long dude, I want to, I've like, you look and you look and you look until one of them's like, that's me. That's, that's me as an ape. Like totally, totally. <laughs> I have that shirt, you know, like you start to like figure it out. And sometimes it's because of looks, but like, there's a connection. Yeah. I don't know what I, I don't, I didn't have very many, my, my stipulations, like my list of things when I was, when I was buying one of those or like, uh, what did I get recently that I was like, I got a couple of dead fellas. I got a couple of fluffs. I got a couple of, uh, the littles. And I was really like, which one is like, do I, which one do I connect with? I've moved away from it looking like me. Now it's more yeah. about like, what's the vibe? I don't know. So I feel like some, for some people, it's going to be a little bit of that as they check out my collection. It'll be like, you know, mine are even less. Um, if you go to ziggurats.xyz, XYZ, that's Z-I-G-G-U-R-A-T-S dot XYZ, you'll see a few samples yeah. of different uh, images. There's no music on there. I, didn't, I mean, it's not that, the thing is not that long, so I didn't want to give away too much of the music. But um, I did give I did show a couple examples of the of the art and, um, yeah, like you're good, you know they're like they they don't have like human skin tones they don't have like in a lot of cases they don't even have like what would resemble human features so cool. you gotta your people are gonna yeah. it's gonna hit people that's what's fun about all these projects it's through the it's different artists it's different things like what really drives me nuts is like the the really derivative projects that look either it's like another thing like the thing. Like I want yeah. people to get creative. Like when the crew was putting together Boring Stone and talking to me about that stuff, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to take the apes and it's going to be the apes. It was like, oh, look at Reapers doing these full body things. They're going to have these headlines. We're going to do something different, but utilize the ape kind of IP and have some fun. And that's, that's not super original, but it's totally different than what we've seen. And then, but there's so many of these like, redundant campaigns where it's like oh it kind of looks like that cool cats thing or it's like another punk thing that's pixelated okay how many of those can we have and it's cool to see something like that like through the lens of an, an artist that's actually doing some art for that they think is cool versus what they think other people might think is cool or like what hey that sold a lot i could sell a lot yeah yeah for sure and there's like I love, um, I was, I, one of the communities that I, I made sure to like do like a little promo whitelist thing with was, uh, Daily Crace on yeah. Tezos because I love his artwork and it's just like, doesn't, to me, it doesn't look like anything like it's, a, it's related to like glitch art. Um, but it, it's so every time I see it, I know it like he did some art. Yeah. He contributed to um, a drop on Ethereum called uh, Woody's mm -hmm. and um, which, by the way, looks fantastic. Um, and the moment I saw the ones that he had put some signature stuff on, it was like, oh, I recognize what that is. I, I know who did that artwork. Um, That's cool. To me, it's like I, 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 mean, I, I it reminds me of being back in art school and seeing people start to develop their own individual style, um, you know, you do oftentimes as an artist or a musician, you do start by imitating things that you love. Um, and 
hopefully you grow to a point where you riff off of that and you depart from that point and take it to the next place or even get it to a completely innovative new place. Um, like for me, my, some of my favorite artists you can see, and I think you can see in some of the work I do, like I love, um, I love Keith Haring's work. I love Murakami's work. Um, but there's also some, some like really lesser known street artists that I love, like Phil Frost and Twist, whose real name is Barry McGee. Um, I mean, that's some of my favorite artwork. So like when, if you see those and you see my stuff, you go, oh, I, I can see how like you, you came from that world. And then I just kind of went my own, kind of my own direction with it, I think. I, I mean, I, I love it. That's, I mean, that's, that's the point, right? You want it to be unique. You have your own following with, with music and, and art and you do the, all the Twitch stuff. Like, like the fact that you do those, those sessions on Twitch where you produce like a song or a beat, like during a session, is just so cool. And, and it's its own beast and its own cool thing. And it shows just how good you are at, at your craft. And, and I just think having something that's unique like that and uniquely you is, is so cool. Right. And, and it's fun that it's on Tezos. So everybody knows I'm a huge fan of, of, of Tezos and all that, even uh, pre, you know, pre all this stuff, I've get, got a lot of shit from, uh, from some of the community, but I think it's coming back to show them uh, uh, that we're all right. Um, so <laughs> it, it's all good. I want to, um, I'm going to tell the community really quick. If you're watching, I know there's a ton of people watching this on, on Twitter and YouTube right now. If you're watching there, feel free to come to meet.blockchainbooze.io. You can hang with the community later on. You can turn on your camera and hang with people at tables and have some fun. But most importantly, you can throw in questions in the Q and a for Mike, and I'm going to jump into there, uh, in a minute, actually one, a couple people threw a, a random question, just, uh, saying what's what's a ziggurat uh, or ziggurat ziggurat right? I say ziggurat. Um, okay. And it was inspired by well, they were like they were Mesopotamian temples, basically. They were layered layered temples. I just I loved I loved the sound of the name. Like the, just uh, first of all, it started with okay, these things are made from layers. There's something like ethereal about the characters that I was drawing, like something like um they felt like sci-fi characters from another world right yeah. um because they were very it was very intuitive like the way i started drawing them just kind of sketching out faces and different things is what it ended up being and i was looking for a name of what to call it what i like one thing th that backstory to ziggurats is that it like their mesopotamian temples it was tall and layered and and they believed like the gods lived at the top of the temple and they took, it took a lot of, obviously like a lot of care and effort to like build one of these things. So like, I thought that was in, in you know, in reference to the, the, the way this was put together. Um, I think one thing that I'd mentioned is that some of the pieces, like some of the lyrics, some of the beats are years old. They're actually, oh, it's, cool. it's, it's built on a collection of things that I've like created and made and like even thrown away over time. And said like no i can't i can't make this work like it's not a song and then i realized oh it's that's because it's like it's got some really good parts the parts are where the the gold is like that's really what it's all about so i use the parts and um i also just like on a very like maybe this is just like a maybe this is a little trite but i like the idea that a ziggur that ziggurats could refer to like one thing like a mixtape 
But it could yeah. also refer to multiple things, like each of them is a ziggurat. Yeah. So that kind of like all those things put together kind of, I think, are the reason that I gravitated towards the name. Like with anything art art related, like uh, part of it is just intuition. Like what what feels good to you? I love it. I mean, it's, it's so cool. I'm, uh, I'm going to jump into some of these questions. Um, <laughs> so, uh, uh, I don't know who this is. Malicious sheep said decentralized civilizations for the win. Um, but, uh, <laughs> That's um, funny. So, uh, some, oh, okay. So here's, here's something that somebody asked. I kind of saw the potential answer to this uh, on the website earlier when I did my, my little bit of research, but, um, uh, uh, I can't, I can't say that name. Convalaria um, asked, will ziggurats uh, NFTs be used for something more in the future, like uh, event entrance, airdrops, et cetera? Okay. So one of the things that I see a lot in the space is promises of roadmaps. <laughs> and even, by the way, even I was talking to, um, you know, many of the, you guys know, uh, RAC, Mm -hmm. Andre, I was talking to Andre is one of the people that like from the very beginning, like I've known him for years at this point, And we just kind of like would occasionally cross paths and shoot messages back and forth. Like, have you heard about this thing? Like, you're a smart dude. Like, you know, we just just bounce ideas across. He did a few remixes for Linkin Park as well. And so we've done some creative work, some musical work as well. Um, I was speaking to him today about this. And I was like, you know, like. The thing that rubs me wrong about DAOs and social tokens is that it's almost like people stocks. Like there's this open-ended um, expectation that you're going to keep that, like the number's going to keep going up. Like, yeah. like you got to, you're in charge of making my number go up, man. Yeah. Like do something. And I was like, you've, you know, how do you feel about it? He was kind of giving me his, I don't want to paraphrase or like, yeah. you know, um, I'm afraid I'd mince yeah. like his words or the meaning of what he was saying, but he was giving me his sense of what that is. And and my, what I wanted what, that kind of reaffirmed my position on this, this drop, which is that it's a project. Like it's a, yeah. I don't want to commit to a huge roadmap of like utility and we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and we're, because this space, like look at the, like what you're talking about on blockchain and booze. To this week versus last week versus two weeks ago yeah. versus a month ago, the space moves way too fast. Like you can't, I can't tell you what this, what anything is going to look like in a month. That's crazy. It's it so, crazy. It's crazy. The expectations are uh, kind of out of control because people it's, it's like, um, uh, what's a, what's a good uh, analogy, but it's, it's kind of like reading TechCrunch back in the day and going, that's what startups are. Like you start a yeah. company, you become Mark Zuckerberg, you're a billionaire, right? And you don't actually hear anything or see anything or see the work that's put in other than the headlines. And so everybody's like, wait, you know, those people bought a board ape and a year later it was worth a hundred thousand dollars. How come that project's not doing the same thing? And it's, they, that's not the point from the beginning, right? And the people that got into it should get into it for the right reasons and startups are different. I had a conversation today. My, my full-time job, by the way, uh, I, I didn't, I kind of say this at the end usually, but my full-time job is as an investor in startups in the space, right? So we see the Draper Gorin Home logo in the corner. That's, that's my company, that's, that's my fund. And I actually had a call today with one of our investors. So, you know, it's not my money I'm investing 99% of the time. It's I'm investing other people's money. That's my job, right? And one of the calls I had today was actually with 
a couple of our investors who are interested in investing in some of our companies. And they're asking me why I invested in the companies. I'm talking about the founders and because we're early stage, we're crazy early. A lot of times we're the first check into companies. And so I'm talking to the founder about the founders 90% of the time. And I was talking to them. And while talking to them, I'm always setting the stage and explaining to them, no matter what they tell me they're going to do in six months or a year from now, it probably won't be that. There's a very, very little chance that what they think they're going to do in six months is actually what they're going to do because the whole space changes. They're going to do something, get feedback from their customers, from the market, from whatever they're doing and, and change and like shuck and jive and whatever. And to say that, you know, exactly what you're going to do for the next six months or year uh, in this space is crazy. It doesn't make sense at all. And, you know, anybody that tries to run a startup that way is going to fail because that's that's how big corporations run. And that's why startups are able to, to eat their lunch. Um, so it's just not going to work. So I loved seeing that when I went on your website where it said, like, there is no roadmap. We're going to let this naturally, I, I'm paraphrasing, naturally grow and see what happens. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, I had a really awesome conversation with Todd Wagner who's a, a very successful businessman and investor. And he told me something to the, it's, it's, it was something like he asks people, um, he asks his potential, you know, founders that he might potentially invest in something about like, if you, uh, w- when did you quit your day job? Yeah. And like, what's your, vi- you know, what's your vision for the company in, in X amount of years, whatever. And the first question is designed to m- double check that they're all in. Cause yeah. if they say, Oh, well, if there's any hesitation there, then that's a, there's, it's a non-starter. Yeah. And the second part is designed not for them to impress him with the actual idea of what the company is supposed to be, but more, he's listening to who is the person talking. Like, do are they going to pivot when they need to pivot? Are they like laser focused on their goals in the in the more abstract form, right? Because mm-hmm. you got it. Like, it, it doesn't ma- matter if the founder is necessarily like a people person or a super good like speaker, like can win over a crowd or whatever. It does matter if they're just like Silicon Valley has always had all these like horrible uh, like catchphrases and like pet names for those people, right? Like I, yeah. for a while I was hearing heat seeking missile. Is he a heat seeking missile? Is she a heat seeking missile? And that's like stupid. It's ridiculous. But like the, the concept is clear that you can throw a, a mountain in front of this person and they're going to find a way around it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, and I believe like if you had, imagine if you had demanded of Mark Zuckerberg on week one of Facebook, like, give us your roadmap. What's your, <laughs> you know, you're starting a new project. This is your, your drop is happening. What's your, what's your roadmap? What's your, you know, five-year plan. What's, like, what, it, it makes, it makes no, it makes no sense. And you look for, you look for passion, right? Like, is the person just so crazy obsessed with with the problem they're solving right not not do they like they think they know the exact steps to solve it today but that's not going to actually be the way it happens like 
I don't know if you remember this, like using Facebook as an example, but I remember the sort of story was that Facebook was trying to launch a mobile app for a long time. And it was kind of like a joke that they hadn't launched a mobile app. And eventually, basically like a one dude with maybe a two, three person team ended up launching their mobile app and it being like the most downloaded mobile app in, in the history at the time. And it was because they couldn't like, there's just certain things that, that don't happen in an efficient way. And I actually, um, it, you know, and you don't need the whole team. You don't need the certain steps you need. Obviously with a product, you need to have some kind of map uh, of what you're going to build, but you don't have to do it in the way that everyone thinks is the way and throwing more bodies at the problem doesn't always work, but that, that is kind of the old school mentality of how to get something done is, is throw more money or throw more bodies at it. And it, it's not, not, how I wonder, works. yeah, it makes me wonder if one of the fundamental differences between the way that things you would build things in software, like basically you build, like in the last 10 years, you'd build an app, you'd build an app where, um, well, like Instagram, for example, is a, is a winner of a concept because all the value, you just have to provide a sandbox for people to play in. Like all the value of that app is lubricating the points of entry for people to get in and put great content up and then point each other, point them at one another and it's visual, it's stimulating, it's photos, it's video. Eventually it was, for, originally it was just photos and it was video. Yeah. It was like, okay, now we just got to build more and more social around it. But they only needed like 20 people to do that. Yeah. And I wonder if this next version of like one thing that this space really enables is the speed, like the transfer of, because there's this transfer of value that's now enabled and, 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 and verifiable rarity. Like, Oh, I own this one of one piece of data, right. Or this, yeah. whatever you own. Um, you're tokenizing all these things. I wonder if the, the, the magic of this, this moment is that the communities actually can build really, really fast, like huge amounts of people can get organized around a concept or a project and make something incredible very quickly. I saw, um, I mean, I've been watching a lot of the play to earn space. Yeah. And between the various dot games that have happened in the last two weeks, if you've caught like Wolf Game or yeah. what's another game that happened this week? Uh, this week, uh, what was, there was one that was similar to Wolf that was uh, kind of a derivative of Wolf in like within a week. Uh, yeah. I was just texting with the boring Sohn guys about it. I, I, I missed but it. I, yeah. I've, I've been holding uh, a project called Ether Orcs, which is also play to earn. They were, they, some of their team members spun off of um, Anonymize. Oh, and cool. they're doing it differently though. They're like, they took good elements of what that was and they've got some super, I don't have, I can't even wrap my head around. I don't know technically how they're achieving some of the things that they're achieving because I've never, I just, I just know as a, stupid user who can't code that their pro their game is doing things I've never seen anyone, any blockchain game do. It started with a completely on chain RPG where you could like, you could do all the elements of the game, like by, inter by, by interacting with the contract. And then uh, okay. next thing I knew the community had built GUIs around it. They had built marketplaces. They were designing characters. They were suggesting animators. And within a few months they had this massive, community that had built like they're currently like 
like they had a huge uh announcement to the huge to us in the community that they're going to start doing basically like pvp battles between orcs which they've got a it's a completely different thing than what i thought it was going to be in the beginning um and it's polygon so it's like cost nothing yeah so these things move quick like it's it's they're creating communities around these things that are crowdfunding an idea and getting to like a really good end of chapter one you know, this is the first, like, I don't know what you want to call it, like season of our idea. Um, they're getting there so efficiently and so, so quickly. Fast. I mean, I tune in and out of some of these communities, right? So I, I hung out with the guys doing, um, uh, doing um, uh, uh, shit, the one that, that just did really, really well. Um, uh, um, now, I, I wanted to give them love because um, Agrode, the founder, is, is, was on. Uh, it's a play. It's a game. A Splinterlands. I came in and out of Splinterlands at the beginning. Then I kind of, uh, you know, played with Gods Unchained and stuff like that at the beginning. And then I love Gods know, Unchained. I, really I interesting. I went away from it and I played it with my son and I came back. The other day I went to Gods Unchained for the first time in a few months and they had done their, their layer two thing. Everything was way faster. Uh, um, it was w- like way cleaner gameplay. And it was just like, it was it was crazy though how fast it went because like in the past this may have been v1 of a game or like the production ready version of the game and nobody would have seen the other versions up until now but because people were able to play it earn cards collect cards earn their tokens and do all these things it just built up this community in a way that that previously like games just couldn't do that fast games were the one thing that we're kind of doing that. Now it's that same kind of thing is happening even in a more intense style with games, like real feelings of ownership, not just kind of like, you know, the way it was before. And then that's translating to other communities, like like these startup communities, like DAOs. I had a great call today with Prime DAO and full disclosure, they're one of our portfolio companies. I, I say the word company, they're not even really a company, right? They, they, they created a DAO and the whole purpose of the DAO, you know, to me, it was like almost an educational experience working with them uh, a couple of years ago. And now it's turned even more. The whole purpose of their DAO is to create frameworks for DAO to DAO relations. And they gave me a presentation a couple of years ago that literally was showing like I remember it was the, the, I think it was the Nissan org chart of all of the companies they own and all the people in charge and how it spidered out into like the most crazy spider web of, of org charts. And they're like, the future of DAOs has to enable those kind of relationships between companies and organizations. Um, otherwise, they won't be able to compete with those worlds, with the, the the centralized world and all this stuff. And they basically have like partnerships with all of these DAOs, with all of these um, different decentralized organizations to create more cohesive relationships between them so that my DAO can interact with your DAO and have like a business relationship that that then could have a third party that's in charge of governing the partnership between the two organizations. That's oh, so cool. And it's like, it's the most like, in a way, it seems like obscure and crazy, and they were like years ahead of their time, but it's just the smartest people in the world. And then you start thinking about it, like, will that actually, like, they're literally going to launch a thing where the pools of the partnership sort of tokens, however it will work, will actually have groups that can govern how the relationships will move forward. 
right? And it's like, it's, it's so like, it just takes everything on a whole new level. It takes ownership to this whole new level where like, we really aren't going to work for anyone that we don't want to sort of work for and be a part of any organization we don't want to work for. And you can start taking things to that crazy level of like, I don't know if a couple of years ago, people were saying this, but I didn't totally believe it. Like actual, um, you know, belonging to sort of almost like digital governments, right? Like what if I don't like what my government is doing in my country? Could I subscribe to like insurance that's sort of in the cloud? Like, can I, can I be a digital citizen of this, of this thing? That's not, it's not, has nothing to do with geography or borders. It's just choice, right? Like I pay sort of a tax to be a part of this organization that takes care of my healthcare, my insurance, my this, my that, like, it's totally like this. It sounded like crazy, obscure idea a few years ago, but it's not that crazy. Like I, I yeah. know the crypto space for the first time, people are leaving their hometowns and their countries to live wherever it makes more sense for them because we live online all day long, right? Like it's it's just a weird uh oh there's a cool like, there's a good question from Gordon. Oh, we got in the chat um on under comments here. I yeah. see how much decentralization is too much decentralization. <laughs> I actually, so I'm no expert, but here's my, here's my reaction to the more I have that conversation, I've, that's a, that's a real conversation that, that I have sometimes with folks who are probably deeper in that, into that space than me. Um, and my feeling is like, I, I, one time I asked a group of people who were like super heavy, they're like super heavy crypto and, and NFT collectors. And I was like, do you guys, what, what do you guys feel about? Like when, when Apple puts a wallet in the built into the iPhone, like what's your feeling about that? And, and, and let's, let's be real. Like it's not going to have the, the protection that a ledger will have because it's an iPhone. It's not meant, it's not built from the ground up to be secure. It's built from the ground up to be a phone, which is the opposite of secure in a certain, certain way. So like, let's let, you know, it's got, medium level security it's better than a metamask not as good as a ledger but it's apple how do you yeah. feel and, and every single one of them was like amazing i will buy i will buy every one of those i will buy those i will give them to everybody i know like we need to, because we need to onboard people like people need to be experiencing this thing it's the future of the web blah 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 and i was like if you take that and pull it like unravel it a little bit and look at it in terms of just web3 and decentralization and these ideas like there's certain things that need to be centralized, yeah. right? Like what yeah, things well, need to be central? What things like work best when they're like top down decentralized? I mean, top down centralized. Well, well, think about this. I, I don't tell. I went. I had. A, I did a, a local TV appearance earlier. I told you about. I told everyone to to buy some Bitcoin on Coinbase or uh, FTX or Gemini. I didn't say, <laughs> go get a hardware wallet. I didn't tell them to do, because with sort of great power comes great responsibility, right? Like it's so easy to lose a private key. It's so, like way easier uh, to lose a private key than to uh, you know, call, a, uh, call a centralized authority and say, I lock, got locked out of my account, right? Um, so at, you know, Think about the best user experience for a wallet on Tezos is probably um, the Kukai wallet. And that's people connect via their authentication on Twitter. 
that's not secure at all compared to um, compared to Galleon wallet, which is my favorite wallet on 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 Tezos. Right? It's way more secure. It's a better wallet for for almost everything. But I tell people, I, I just sent you an NFT on Twitter, right? And I go, just click, go to this link, connect your Twitter account. You got it. Once you have something valuable there, put it somewhere that's more secure, please. But at least it's the user experience that we're talking about. We can't make everything so complicated and crazy in the name of security because then we lose the user experience. Yeah. On this, on the decentralization note, like there's a story that I always tell. I, I'll, I think it's 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 worth mentioning here that uh, the shortest version is we at one point we were you know the band was the, we had the biggest album on the planet a few years later we were the biggest band on this new social network called Facebook we were bringing thousands and then and then millions of people onto the platform we were bringing them on and they were following us. And anytime we told them, like, yeah, we have a new video, we have a new song, we have new tour dates, blah, 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 it would reach all of them. And we forget that that was the way it started. It started, the format used to be, if a thousand people follow me and I tell them something, then a thousand people see, assuming they go on the platform, they, they, all thousand of them see my post. And yeah. then eventually, and then the next album, we wrote another album and then went to our managers and said, okay, let's talk about our, our marketing on Facebook. And they were like, oh, we have some bad news. They don't do that anymore. We were like, what are you talking about? They're like, well, they changed their, their policy. You have to pay to reach your fans. We were like, we have to pay to reach our fans? We have to do what? How many, how much does it cost to reach our fans? And they were like, unfortunately, as like the biggest band on Facebook, you have to pay the, the price of a Super Bowl ad every single time you want to reach all of your fans and we were like we were furious but that's that like if you haven't experienced that transition of like oh you had a thing that seems so obvious to have and now it got taken away then you forget that the value of the thing right the people who are growing up now or maybe they're too far removed from the idea that like yeah when when you have followers like you re you should be able to contact them all yeah if they've opted in you both, you want to contact them all. They've all said they wouldn't want to be contacted. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's a part of decentralization that I feel really strongly about that. I mean, can you imagine if I made an NFT that I wanted to airdrop to all of my wallet holders? They'd be so happy. I'd be yeah. so happy to give it to them. And if somebody was standing in the middle and being like, wait a minute there, yeah, hold on a second, buddy. You think you're going to just airdrop that NFT to all these people? You got to pay us some money. Well, that's, that's crazy. That's, that sounds crazy right now. Yeah. Well, there was a debate. Uh, here, here's something the, the Board Ape community. We got we to gotta finish up. I want to be respectful of your time. But um, the Board Ape community, I had an ape sort of takeover a few months ago on Blockchain Booze where I had like five or six apes on and we we're having some fun. And I decided last minute I was going to, I wanted to learn how to do it, to be honest. So it was just like, I had a bug up my ass. I was like, I want to learn how to do an airdrop on layer two on Ethereum. So I figured out how to do a drop on Matic. And I airdropped every single ape holder, a, uh, the, 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 the image for the blockchain. And I said, hey, hope you can make it whatever. And there was a small minority of really pissed off people because they're like, this is spam. You drop this into my wallet. And I was like, hide it. 
This is a UX interface, like a UI interface. You don't have to look at it. You can burn it. You know, I, I told everyone I'll pay the gas fee to burn it, send it back to me. I'll send you one Matic each person who, who sends it back to me. And I was like, I don't get why this is bad because the second you start making a stigma that it's negative to airdrop things, that might mean that Mike Shinoda, somebody who you really want an airdrop from, might go, oh, some people don't like that. They think it's spam. Maybe I shouldn't airdrop people stuff then. And then the the even if you get five pieces of spam, the one time it's something real that you really want, if you just discourage the the good actors from from participating, then you're not gonna then you lose the whole part of this decentralized fun experiment that we're a part of. Like you there, those people, the bad actors, are going to do it regardless of if the stigma is good or not. But the mm -hmm. good people, you're going to discourage from participating. You're going to discourage from trying some cool experiment. And, and you might not know that the person is doing a cool experiment. You might not know the person, right? Like there's a lot of examples in this space of people doing airdrops and things that, that snowballed into really amazing, cool projects. And so it's, it's just really uh, important. One, I'm going to hit one last kind of interesting question that's, that's kind of happening right now. We had one in the Q&A and I just saw it uh, in, the, uh, in the YouTube comments too. Um, do you own any metaverse land? Uh, uh, are, you, are you into it? Do you like the idea? Dude, I, was, I, have a really, I have a sad story of only because it like, we've all had those moments when we're like, oh, I'm just a little too late. Maybe <laughs> like, I don't know what's going to happen, but you know, how sandbox went crazy this yeah. because they did their like beta. I mean, excuse me, well, they're in beta testing. They're like, they like did this, like they did this opening of like some of their, their, um, metaverse to experience. Right. Yeah, and they announced the partnerships and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, um, like just at the end of last week, I was like, Oh, I need to buy, I need to buy something. I need to buy something from sandbox. And, then the place where I went for Thanksgiving had basically like dial up internet. <laughs> and so I'm trying to do all this work and the other side is like, I couldn't, I didn't get it together to do it. And I watched all the land prices go crazy and their, and their token price go crazy. You know what I did get that's like, um, land related metaverse related, uh, worldwide web three. Have you heard of that one? No, I haven't. Okay, really cool. It's a really, it's not a big community, but it's a very cool one, I think. I A friend mentioned it to me, a couple friends mentioned it to me. I opened it on my phone in the morning. I was like laying down. I like opened up my phone. Next thing I knew, I had killed like almost 90 minutes on my phone, like playing it. Yeah, and it's done it. like, it's like original NES style, 8-bit style um game and i realized after the fact that the game that i was playing on my phone wasn't the full like browser experience so if you do go to um god what's the link here let me let me get the yeah, proper sure, just in case i just got all these web3 links and i want to check it out yeah here here um it's uh it's uh what's the latest let me get the latest build here game builds here we go so the latest version, oh my God. Okay, get your get ready to type this down. I mean, it's webb.pink slash alpha underscore zero underscore 14. So that's their latest. They're like, they're just, it's super low key. It's super like hard to figure out, hard to get oh, there. I think. Web, uh, w, w, it's web with webb. So yeah, worldwide web with two Bs. Pink. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It, by the way, like you can find them on 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 um yeah. 
Twitter way easier. Oh, so I, oh, I, I played this thing. It was super fun. I love the, I love the vibe. It's but I bought, cool. I ended up buying, they had a land, they did have a, an apartment sale. They were selling small, medium, large apartments and, an, and a penthouse. And I did end up squeaking out a, a small apartment. So nice. Um, and nice. I popped into their, into their Discord and I was like, okay, so like we're going to have to have a pretty, it's going to be pretty tight. If we're going to have parties at my place. And somebody else was like, volunteered their, their penthouse for a, nice. a party, an in game party at their place. Oh, it's yeah, fun. Like that type of stuff, like it's got to be fun. Like you're not going to, yeah. I don't think it's something we, you know, go I, full ready player one and live in. I think it's like it, you, you visit and it's fun. I have more, I actually have more fun in those things in sort of the, the laptop or phone iPad interface versus like, let's put on a whole headset and do a thing. I enjoy it more that way. I, I will say that the Boring Stone community bought a couple plots on Decentraland to build a clubhouse and stuff. And I got sucked in and I, the plot next door to them was for sale. So I bought it and started building with my kids. And by the end of the week, I ended up buying five more plots of land that were connected to each other on a different part of, of the metaverse just because I got sucked in and I got into the fun part of it. And I just went, you know what? If it is actually rare or maybe it's not, I don't know, uh, you know, in the future, I don't know if this will continue to be worth what it is. But, you know, in my mind, I also went like, I just got the ENS airdrop. I just got this other thing that I participated in that kind of went crazy. And I never take those kind of fun free wins and and uh, and uh, put it in my bank account. I always roll it into something new that I consider sort of education for myself, because that I think is long term why I keep getting these airdrops and participation sort of, uh, 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 you know, uh, rewards, but okay. Before we leave, I want to give you, I, before we, before we do that, yeah. just real quick, somebody's asking for links, go on Twitter and go to worldwide underscore web three. That's the easiest place to get, to figure out how to get into that eight bit one I was talking about. Yeah. And it was web. Uh, I, I'll put a link in the, if you're at meet.blockchainbooze.io, um, I put a link in the, in the chat room there that everybody's at. Um, it's web W E B B dot pink. Um, and you know, Mike, uh, you got the ziggurats, uh, launching tomorrow for whitelist the day after for everybody else. And people on the whitelist can only mint one. So there will be some on Thursday morning. Um, what's the time? Did you say 10 a.m.? 10, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Okay. Um, and I'll share the link with everybody in the chat too for uh, ziggurats.xyz, right? That's right. Cool. And uh, what else? Do you got any other plugs? Anything you'd like to, to mention before we no, uh, sign up? I mean, I, I, you know, I'm always like, I've, I've a lot of the last couple of years has been um, like kind of like research and development, like just playing around with different ideas, experimenting with things. And, and I feel like that's, you know, because it's because this is the time to do it. Like I'm at a point in my career where the experimentation is the most exciting thing. And um, the community is really, you know, like, there's layers to the onion, right? Like the tightest inside community is very um, fanatic and and awesome and they're supportive and, and trying to help. Like they're trying, they want to build, like they want to be a part of something bigger, which is like yeah. always such, such a special kind of feeling. Um, I was just finding out today that we've got a bunch of really great NFT photographers in my discord that 
were like, you know, I think six months I'm, ago. I'm really excited for like I, I've bought in the past just friends and random people as uh, black and white photography uh, on Rarible and, and whatever um, in over the years. But I'm excited that like I'm seeing a trend just in the last few days, especially on Tezos. If you follow those threads and stuff, a lot of photographers um, lately. And I'm, I'm excited for that. I think that's uh, uh, an art form people need to support. Um, and I love, you know, exactly what you're doing is it excites me so much because you're taking a community and you're amplifying it and you're giving them more, um, you know, more to do and more to participate with using, you know, what what the rest of us have built our careers and, and lives on. So I appreciate you and, and thank you, Mike, for joining us and uh, for everybody joining. Um, I will throw out that. Uh, I mentioned earlier at BTC uh, Miami in January, I'll be speaking and we'll do a blockchain booze live. And for the boring stone holders who come to that, we're going to do something special. You're going to be able to win something, a real life thing uh, that that punk ape strong might be might bring to the party. So um, that's going to be fun. Uh, well, we'll have a lot of fun. It'll be really great. I, I appreciate all of you for participating. If you're uh, here, if you're not on there, one last call for go to meet.blockchainboost.io if you want to turn on your camera and, and hang out with the community when, when we're done. Thanks, everyone. Mike, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And uh, I'm stoked you're doing it on Tezos too. Just throwing that out there, an extra little love for, for the Tezos community. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Thanks. All right. Bye.